It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Listen to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I am your host, Mike Luke, joined by the great William Brad Alice. William, who was playing hockey pretty much all day yesterday. Is this true, William? Well, I had a game at 11, then took the the, the sun to the batting cages, and then went back for a 4 o'clock. So, yeah, so basically from 10 o'clock to 6, 6.30, I was uh, in some steamy uh, sporting venue, yes. All right, we're going to talk a ton about this with uh, actually Arizona athletics, obviously, Arizona football in-state recruiting. We're going to get to a little bit of uh, uh, international basketball as well, a little bit of conference realignment, basically a smorgasbord of hot issues. But first, Brad, we talked about it a ton last week. Just wanted to sum up again about getting Elijah rushing, and then we're going to move on to what this means for somebody else. But it's 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 impossible. I have no clue how good he'll be here. He could be, you know, he could be uh, Teddy Bruschi, could be Lewis Holmes. Who cares? The point is, though, is that you were able to get a player that is regarded by many as the number one defensive end in the country who could go on anywhere he wanted. And when I say could go on anywhere, he could have called up Nick Saban and said, I want to go to Alabama, and they would take him. So the, I, you can't really minimize just how impactful that is there, Brad. No, and it was important for, you know, three or four major reasons. One, you keep the best player in Tucson home. He, along with Will Height Davis or whatever his name is this week, right. uh, you locked up the best two and maybe the only two legit players in Tucson. I know uh, there's the, the other lineman there. I know Woodward. Uh, I'm just not sure how good those guys really are. They don't have a lot of offers. So right. I know Arizona has offers. They don't appear to be committable offers. These are the two dudes you wanted. These were the two – best players in Tucson. Right. So you locked them up. Now you also locked up the, the highest or again with, with Riola moving to Georgia with the highest rated player in the state of Arizona, but even then it's a top three player in the state of Arizona, regardless of Dylan Riola stayed in, in state and, and you locked him up. And that's something Arizona has not done. Arizona has done well in state, uh, but this is the first time under fish and probably the first time since maybe Cam Denson, I may, or maybe, uh, the tight end would that Arizona's gotten a top five type player in state um, because as good as Arizona's done, a lot of those guys are ranked 11th, 15th, 20th. Right. Um, and that's not necessarily bad anymore. Um, it used to be if you had the 11th ranked kid in Arizona, it was like, why? Yeah. But right. um, no. So you lock up the, the one of, if not the best players in the state. Then we talk about the five-star impact, and that's third on the list to me. It's huge, but, you know, it's third on the list. And then finally, and maybe most important position. It's all to have. 
And it's a kid you can get in who, if, if he's ready, and I don't know if he will be, uh, but certainly if he is physically ready, then he could compete for playing time right away because Arizona does not have a ton there that's proven. Now, maybe after this year we look back and say, oh, Arizona's loaded at end. Oren Patu has developed and Davis and, and Lane are, are, are the real deal. But as of now, there's really not a whole lot of proven there. So rushing has an opportunity to play right away. And so those things are all factors. But I think the in-state, in-city is even more important than the five-star, not diminishing what the five-star means. It's huge. But locking up your state and your city is is even more important. All right, let's talk to Mon Williams now. That could be the next uh, little uh, uh, little card or a card to drop. The next little uh, shoe to drop right there. Um, and this is a little bit different because yes, while it is awesome getting Elijah Rush, and you always want to get five star kids out of Tucson, that's fantastic. Going in and getting the number one QB in the state though, and a player that is in Phoenix at Basha High School. If Arizona were to get him again, it's not done yet. But if Arizona were to get him that would be another real feather in jed fish's cap right there because again this is a guy that was committed to lane kiffin lane kiffin recruits very well lane kiffin generally knows quarterbacks and if arizona were able to get him to decommit and come to the u of a especially being from phoenix you start wondering is jed fish starting to get those tentacles into the phoenix area there brad and this was really important because arizona really hasn't been in the hunt for these elite Phoenix quarterbacks, right. uh, you know, I mean, you know, they missed out on Purdy, but everyone did. Uh, right. But if you look at it, Rattler never sipped Arizona. Uh, Brewer gave him, you know, a, a brief look before going to Texas. But he was never coming to Arizona. Um, go down the list. Riola didn't look at Arizona. Uh, there's been a lot of these Phoenix kids. Um, and again, some have been just flat out misses. I mean, who's the kid who went to USC that no one else recruited but USC, and now he's at Pitt. Um, but Slovis. For the, Slovis. But for the most part, these big time guys have, you know, they've gone down and taken that unofficial visit, but they've never been seriously in the mix for Arizona. Um, you know, you can go all the way back to Ratay. Yes, they end up getting him, and they end up getting Brewer, but that was on the the, the rebound. Um, so getting a guy like this is, is important, I think, if they can get him. You know, is he is he the perfect quarterback for Fish's system? I'm not sure. He's a little on the short side. Um, but that is going to be important for, I think, a couple of reasons. One, Fish has to show that he can utilize these shorter quarterbacks. And again, Delora is not huge. Uh, Fafita is obviously an undersized quarterback. But if you can you also get, got big Braden Dorman, though, in there. Yeah. But if you can show you can be adaptable in your offense, and that a guy who is, you know, right around the six foot mark, a little bit under, can play in your system and even better yet, get him sniffs at the NFL, you're going to open up a lot of doors for your program. Um, but yeah, I think this, this could be a big get uh, for Jed Fish because, again, if you can just be, I mean, it looks like Phoenix is going to produce three to five high D1 quarterbacks every year. And if you can get one of them, when you want them, right? Uh, that's going to be important. Well, let's talk about that quarterback room here. And again, we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of Arizona basketball as well. We have Brad Alice, who generally is on the cutting edge of things, might have been a little bit ahead of the curve on Mount Crevis right there. Who we like uh, seeing what he's doing. We got conference realignment. We'll get to. But first, Bet MGM. All right. I've been telling you from day one, take the over on back in the A. Four and a half wins. Bet MGM right there. Um, but. 
Some people didn't. It's now up to five and a half right now, but I still like Arizona to cover that. But if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, place your first offer and receive up to 1000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. That's how cool it is. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for details. Let's hear Shane Diefenbach with the disclaimer. Claimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. All right, we're gonna. The great question just came in here. Are we gonna? Did we find Dylan Anderson's bike? To my knowledge, we have not found Dylan Anderson's bike. We will get to that though, because that is a part that we're gonna be talking about. Um, but this quarterback room, Brad, I like the quarterback room right now. Let's just say the JDL's gone. I'd say the uh, then you look at it and you've got you got Noah Fafita again. 5'8", I get it. But then you got Braden Dorman, four star kid. You got Demon Williams, four star kid. You could do – there's a lot worse quarterback rooms, if uh, unproven quarterback rooms out there, especially in the conference there, Brad. Yeah, I mean, on paper, it's a really good quarterback room. But we – and again, we mentioned this, I think, on, on the last podcast I was on. There's been a host of four-star quarterbacks to come to Arizona and, and do nothing. Right. Um, you know, and I, I see people like, oh, well, they're recruiting these short guys. Yeah, well, the tall guys didn't mount to much either. Uh, Greg yeah, see, Gunner, I don't care. If a dude's 5'10 in college, that doesn't mean anything to it me. It means a lot more in the pros. And even in the For pros, sure. we're starting to see shorter guys excel. But, yeah, so, again, do you want 5'8"? No, Noah Fafita's really on the short side. He's still taller than me. But, um, yes, I. but if you're in that 5'10 to 6'1 range, you'll be fine in college. Um, or if not, then you, your problems are probably not related to your height. Uh, but on paper, yeah, it's a very good, you know, quarterback room. I mean, when you can add basically th- two four stars and a three and a half star, uh, I'll take that. Um, but again, we have to see how they perform. And again, we've seen glimpses from Fafita that look good. Uh, yeah, I know Dorman is very well regarded. Obviously, Devon Williams is very, very well regarded. I think uh, with his decommitment, he is the highest uh, rated quarterback still available in the class. So, um, yeah, if, if that's Arizona's uh, – lot great uh, i'll take that in a heartbeat it i mean no offense but it beats a gunner cruise uh um, plumber plumber uh, the kid from C- central florida yeah right all right now we're going to switch over to a little bit of arizona basketball here and then talk a little bit of realignment but brad i am of the belief that arizona football and arizona basketball are on the steadiest footing that it's been since the mid 90s to late 90s right now because keep in mind in the mid to late 90s arizona basketball was in the top five to ten in the country arizona football had two years where you finished in the top ten in six years you look at it now with arizona basketball tommy lloyd's got this thing at a top 10 program and it feels sustainable as well and what Jed Fish is doing doesn't feel like Rich Rod where you were going to have some nice seasons and then kind of the flash in the pan 12 or 10 win season he's recruiting year in and year out getting the kind of players he needs to be sustainable I think right now this is the healthiest the football and the basketball program has been since the mid to late 90s yeah I think that's a you know obviously you had I think that one year where Rich Rod was really good and, and Miller was really good but for the most part uh, if you look at the best of the Stoops era was during the decline of the loot era. 
Right. Um, so yeah, so mid nineties, late nineties is, is probably, yeah, you know, that 98 year is basically right. As soon as I left college, things got really good. 97, right. 98. Um, but yeah, so I think it's, you know, and again, I don't want to put too much pressure on either guy yet. Um, but they are building things the right way. And the, you know, is, you know, Jed fish going to be a consistent nine, 10, 12 game winner at Arizona. I don't think so. But if he can win between seven and eight every year and then have that spike season every few years, I'll take it. Um, that's that's you know that's what Arizona is now. Can you transform the program? Sure, but it's going to be really really hard. Right. Uh, conversely, you know Tommy Lloyd has his niche. He's figured it out. Um, his roster construction. I think we're going to see um, college basketball settle down in terms of the transfers and the NIL. I think you know once these COVID seniors uh, move on this year, things are going to stabilize a little. But you're always going to need to hit the portal which right. he's done well. You're always, you know, he's got his international recruiting on lock. And when he starts getting some of these domestic players, if he can start sending them to the league, you know, Carter Bryant and Jabari Phillips and all these guys, then that's going to even open up domestic recruiting even more. Right. Uh, and if not, then he's got this pipeline internationally. I mean, it, it's, it, it works. And, and he's not dependent on, an international, you know, UCLA had a very good international run here the last couple of years, but that assistant's gone. Can they keep it up? Right. I don't know. Even if they lose Jack Murphy, and that would be a blow to their recruiting, um, they would still have Tommy Lloyd with his connections. I will say this. Murph is not going to make a lateral move. Right. And I don't think he's going to take a bad head coaching job just to be a head coach. Like I don't he, think he's going to take Weber State just to take Weber State. No, he's either going to have to put himself in position to get a Utah State, uh, a, a, you know, a New Mexico, New Mexico State, or I think he's staying and would be content. He does. Right. NAU is a dead end job. He what won or finished second in that one tournament and was still on thin ice the next year. That's a very difficult place to win, Brad. But we're, it's about time to give Brad Alice a little bit of credit here. Brad Alice always deserves credit. By the way, Tap and Bottle. I was at Tap and Bottle this last Saturday. They are having a Tap and Bottle celebration at Tap and Bottle North this Saturday. William, you should go up there. It's in your neck of the woods. I will be up there. Not too far. What's that? Not too far. All right. Maybe you'll see William. William will be signing autographs. I will be there taking pictures, obviously. But um, on a serious note, it would be fun to see you guys all up there. Tap and bottle. Again, support Scott Rebecca. Support back the A the way that it needs to be back. All right. Mount Crevis. Montias Crevis. Brad? When uh, the rumors started flying out here that he was going to be uh, that Arizona was going to get him along with Paulius Morauskas, you said at the time that you liked Crevis better, and a lot of people thought Morauskas looked better. Crevis right now is dominating at the FIBA U19 games. You watch him; he's every bit of seven foot two. He is a massive, massive individual, and somebody that my guy Dylan Anderson, Henry Vasar. Um, they better be ready to rock and roll this uh, come practice because once this kid hits the states, you know he's he's going to be a force to be reckoned with there, William. Yeah, and I, I you know I think Poly M has maybe a higher ceiling, um, maybe a little more versatility. But what I see in Crevis is I see a guy who's like again a legit seven one seven two who is not a beanpole. Although oddly enough, maybe it's camera angles. He look does look thinner on the FIBA broadcast right. than he did on that that highlight from what appeared to be a television studio in Lithuania right. with like eight people in the crowd. Um, but you know, he's again, he's not a beanpole. He's lean, but he's not a beanpole. He's got some muscles on him. 
Um, he appears to have a soft touch around the rim. He, he's a shot blocker. Um, to me, when it comes to he and Polly M and, and really most of the guys who aren't Umar Ballo and Kashad Johnson, it's going to kind of come down to how are you acclimating to America? And I know Vesar has been here a year. How are you acclimating to the American game? How are you acclimating to, uh, uh, you know, the, the food in America? Right. I mean, obviously. What's the whole look, immersion process? Looking at Instagram, uh, looks like Henry Vaser has done quite well with his immersion into the Arizona yes. women's softball team. Um, you know, and, I, and I, again, Vaser has done some decent things in this tournament. Um, but. There's a lot of big men. We have a lot of options here for as far as the peaks. Again, the fact that we might have to add numbers to the peaks leads me to believe that there's going to be some good options. Besides, you already got two proven commodities in Umar Ballo, leader of men, and Kashad Johnson. After that, there's definitely some uh, there's definitely some playing time to be had there, Brad. Yeah, and you know, obviously, you've got, uh, and it sounds like someone saying Henry is hurt. I didn't Hold hear on, that, but um, if that is true, then that's a reason Krivas' numbers are better. But essentially, you've got six decent options uh, for for two post spots. I mean, you know, if if your fallback guys are, are Dylan Anderson and uh, one of the the Lithuanians, and you're in pretty good shape. And I'm not even counting Philly B, who I'm counting as a wing, and he did some good things. Um, Did you hear? By the way, uh, we got to talk about Dylan Anderson and his bike. Did you see this? I saw that someone swiped the bike. A scumbag, slime of the earth person. And no, it wasn't me that stole his bike. I've had a bunch of people ask me that on Twitter. No, I wouldn't steal Dylan Anderson's bike. But Dylan no, Anderson, you put a tracking device on it. But I did. I might have put a tracking device on it, but I would not have stolen it because if I steal it, how can I track Dylan Anderson then? But you got to look at it that way. But Dylan Anderson's bike has been stolen. We need to get this bike back. So anybody that knows, we look at it on Twitter. Dylan put it out there as well. Frank Caliendo is on the way. By the way, Frank Caliendo retweeted me about Dylan Anderson's bike. Um, Do we, we know to- what the – no, did Caliendo, like, coach him as a young guy or did their kids play together? Because He has I've known seen- Dylan since he was four years old. So he's a – He's very good friends with Dylan's father. He was Dylan as a he was Dylan's flag football coach okay. for three years. So they've known each other uh, for a very long time. He's very close with the family. Good advocate to have in your corner in Frank Caliendo. Not bad, because then you've also got Madden and Romo and Barkley. You got everybody in your corner. In your corner. I'm like um, but we got to get the bike back. Anybody out there that knows, contact Jacob Franklin on Twitter. I'm just kidding, but uh, we need to get the bike let's back. Let's get him a let's get him a, a, a better lock and do it as an NIL deal. Well, I was going to say he's NIL. Lock up your is, bike like Dylan Anderson locks up bigs. Yeah, seriously. That's actually not a bad idea right there. Um, but, you know, going back to the U of A bigs, though, you got to, like I said, you got a, you got a ton of options right now. You got Ballow. You got Johnson. You got Crevis. You got Dylan Anderson. You've got Henry Vasar. Um, they should be. I'm hopeful that they'll be able to find uh, a little bit more depth than they were able to demonstrate this past year. Yeah, I mean, if this group isn't going eight, even nine deep, something's wrong. Um, right. You know, it really, it should be, we should be sitting there going, wow, that guy can't find the floor. How deep are they? Not, why are they only going six deep? Right. I mean, we should be looking at it, and there should be a quality big man, whether it's Anderson, whether it's Krivas, whether it's Vesar, who's not seeing the floor. Right. Um, you know, 
Philly B showed me maybe enough in that tournament to go, oh, yeah, that guy would be in the rotation on a lot of teams. Probably won't be at Arizona this year. Philly B uh, starts at – does Philly B start at ASU or is he getting 20 minutes though? No, but he's playing. Right. Um, there's some conferences where he's on, you know, fighting for all conference, um, you know, America's right. son and some of those. Yeah. So that just shows you the depth of Arizona. I think the one thing we have to find at Arizona is stars. Right. Um, you know, is Caleb Love a star in this system? Is Umar Ballo making another leap or did he maximize? And if so, he's still an all-conference player. You know, can one of the young guards become a star? Because um, Arizona's deep. Arizona's balanced. Right. Do they have that star power that you need in March? Um, Do we worry frankly, about maybe they didn't have last year? Kylan Boswell did not look very good in the U uh, nineteen games. What uh, are you worried about that? I'm not really worried about it. I was hoping he would look better, but I also think though that it's going it, to Tommy Lloyd. I think it knows how to get the best out of Kylan Boswell. The one thing though that I don't necessarily think though with Boswell, I've never f- felt, and I could be wrong. I've never felt he was a great NBA prospect. I think he's going to play in the NBA. But, you know, we've watched point guards come in here that you look and you're like, eh, they're going to be a really good NBA player. We've seen a lot of those dudes. I don't necessarily see that with Kylan Boswell. No, he looks like a very – he's just not built like an NBA player. Right. Um, it's – it's. I'll be honest. It's like looking at Jaden DeLar and Noah Fafita and saying, oh, those guys can be really good college quarterbacks. I don't know if either guy can play in the NFL at 5'8 and 5'11". Right. Um, you know, when Patrick Mahomes at 6'2 or 6'3 is one of your shorter, good, you know, NFL quarterbacks, yeah. um, you know, for all of Kyler Murray's uh, flash, he, he hasn't done much. Um, so Brad, you were right about Kyler Murray. Pat yourself on the back. I said he'd be OK. I didn't think he'd be great. He's, he has he can still prove me wrong. But that's the point. Kylan Boswell looks like a very good like he has the potential to be a very good uh, college player and, and maybe not an NBA player. And, you know, it could be something where he has the better college career than Jaden Bradley and Jaden Bradley plays in the league. Um, you know, something like that. Now I will say this about Boswell. He was pretty good at the beginning of that tournament. He was part of me that, that to me is much more important because those tournaments are a grind. Um, so, you know, again, did he get nicked up? Was he tired? Uh, you know, did he just get sick of looking at Tad Boyle's face all day? Um, if he had struggled early and then had a couple good games in the middle, I'd be more concerned. Am I? Would you have loved him to be a superstar for all whatever six games? Absolutely. But I do like the fact that he was pretty good early on uh, and then declined as the tournament went on. Yeah, and I also think, too, that he's – and that's where I think that's it's more of an NBA issue, I think, because in the NBA, you got to be able to break people down. you got to be able to shoot off the dribble, all that stuff. I think with uh, Tommy Lloyd here, I think he's going to be just fine, though. I don't really worry about it. But I do think that he's a little bit limited as an NBA player. But I have no problem with that because that means more time here at the U of A. We should all embrace that right there with, uh, uh, with Kylan Boswell. Now, at some of these other spots then – as the season gets closer, I do believe that as the season gets closer, I expect Caleb Love to be the best player on this team. I know that that's a projection. I know that he needs to be more efficient, but I do think that Caleb Love's going to be the best player on this team. I said it right there, Brad Alice. I think Caleb Love will lead the team in scoring. Mm, well, that you're not prepared to go that far, though. Will he be the best player? I don't know, because if Umar Balo's puppeted in 14, 8, 3 blocks – Three I blocks. Like, whatever. I like it. Do, if he's doing it's that. Lauren Woods out there, 14, 8, and 3. 
then he's probably the best player. 14 and eight and a half a block is probably the best play. You know, um, you know, if Kylan Boswell is averaging 11 with six dimes, then, then he might be a better all-around player. But if Caleb Love is sitting there scoring 18 and getting you key buckets down the stretch, I'll take it. Because I think he will – I think he's built to be the leading scorer of this basketball team. I would agree um, with that. He's a proven guy. You know, he's already averaged 17. He's been to a Final Four. He's hit big shots. Um, again – you know, is he the greatest defender? No, he's a willing defender. Is he going to get a lot of guys involved? Hopefully more than he did at North Carolina. But at the end of the day, I think some other guys have the potential to be the more versatile all-around player. But Caleb Love kind of becomes the Tubelis of this team, leading him right. in scoring. I think that's fair. But more capable of getting you big buckets when you need them. And that's a some of that's a knock on to balance. Some is just, it's a lot harder to do it at the four than it is at the, at the two or the three. Right. Yeah. I think that's fair. All right. Now let's talk a little bit. We're going to circle back right here, but let's talk a little bit of conference realignment, but first need to talk a little bit though. We've got to pay the bills first, by the way, Wednesday, Matt Mulebach coming on. He just confirmed good stuff right there. Brad, when did you go to circle K last? Be honest with us. Uh, I went twice yesterday. Dude, that just, that again once before each hockey game i had to get an energy drink get a water and get and get something to eat so yeah and there's nothing wrong with that embrace that all right now make sure you're not which circle k did you go to by the way with ralph and lachoya well duh all right so you didn't go to grant and oracle no no that no even though that's not too far away from the rink no i get everything i get everything on the way out of the neighborhood all right, that's what Brad I basically live. I basically live in the parking lot of Sporting Chance. You, you should know that by now. And there's a Circle K right there. That's all right. it. That's my Make sure K. you're not missing out on all the great stuff at Circle K. Right now, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on a 32-ounce Polar Pop. Head to CircleK.com slash store locator to find a Circle K near you. Derek Pivko puts it best. Circle K is the best right there. And I think that we can all agree on Circle K being the best option out there for everything. And one other thing before we uh, move on, Boko. All right. You might say, how can I look cool? How can I look like somebody from the Desert Swarm area, uh, area era like Brandon Sanders? Brandon Sanders came on here with Foco, with some outfits that he got from Foco right there. It's all kinds of good stuff. And again, they have your back for Arizona sports. And they have yours, too. Get the best gear around by visiting www.foco.com and use code word PHNX for all the non-presile items. Use the promo code PHNX for 10% off. And no, I did not steal Dylan Anderson's bike. Um, all right, Brad, we're now – I don't want to say I go to Circle K a lot, just go to Circle Back, Circle K. But one of the guys working there who, whose kids go to school with my kids was so fully vested in, in my, the All-Star Tournament because I was in there every day buying stuff for it, so – I like that. I like that. Brad, realignment right here. Um, there's been a lot of uh, false starts, a lot of uh, questionable reporting. We're coming up on two weeks for media, uh, about two weeks from media day right now. And even people like John Wilner, who we like on this show, has said that if there isn't a deal kind of in place by then, I would start to get very, very nervous if I was the uh, Pac-12, because you're going to start getting schools that are going to start looking the other way. And John Wilner has been a massive proponent, obviously, of keeping the Pac-12 together. Sooner or later, this has got to uh, – sooner or later, Brad, there's got to be a move. It can't just be another unity statement. There's got to be something of substance out there. Where I'm confused on this entire thing, though, is 
I don't know what network is going to be picking this up. Not only do I not know what network is going to be picking this up, where the money is coming from. That's something that I don't think anybody really has an idea on. No, and I think that's the confusion out there. And you, you, well, I think a streaming heavy deal is not a bad thing as other people do. Right. You still need a network TV component, uh, whether that's ESPN, Fox, um, CB, even CBS Sports. I mean, if you can get a couple games on the real CBS and not the the, the CBS Sports whatever right. network, um, you need that. And it doesn't have – again, I think if the bulk of yours is on streaming, it's not as big a deal as even it was two, three years ago because that's where kids are. Kids right. – my kids don't flip on DirecTV and surf looking for something. Brad, they're, you need to change that. They're on YouTube. They're on, you know, my daughter and I were watching Netflix uh, this morning. Um, that's where kids are. Um, in fact, if you can, if you can get onto, uh, you know, reels on, on YouTube or YouTube shorts and TikTok, more kids' eyes are on that. Now, I don't know about your average elite basketball or football recruit and their families. Obviously, you need to be able to say, hey, yes, we have a game on ABC or we have a game on CBS. We have a game on Fox. I don't want to see a game on the CW. Um, right. is, that again, a, is that a non-starter for you? Unless you're getting paid. Right. But if you tell me 75% of our content is going to be on Apple TV – I don't think that's bad. I mean, it can't be one of these weird little now. It has to be Apple. It has to be Hulu. It has to be Prime. Um, it can't be, you know, Tubi. It can't, it can't be, uh, you know, one of Roku. It can't be one of those. When was the last time, though, outside of the Pac-12 tournament, that uh, that the Pac-12 has been on the cutting edge of something that they've gone a different route than some everybody else, and it's actually worked out. Uh, quarterback play in the seventies. That's what I'm saying, though. I don't know why anybody would have faith in these people, though. At this point, though, that's I guess where I'm I'm looking at. Plus, you got people like Michael Crow. No offense, Jacob Franklin, but who I think are tolerant of sports at best, and that's the best way I can put it. You know, when Bobby Hurley is asking for upgrades in the arenas and whatnot, and Michael Crow basically says, "No, nah, it looks good right there. You guys are good to go." That, to me, is an indictment on where Michael Crow, at least his priorities are when it comes to sports. No, I think that's I – mean, Cal doesn't care much about sports. Um, right. Stanford likes that they send a lot of people to the Olympics, but I don't know if they care. Cool. Uh, you know, so, yeah, you know, at, at some point, Washington State and Oregon State are what they are. So I think those are valid. Um, I think – Obviously, we have a different group in charge now. Most of the presidents have turned over in the last few years. Most of the athletic directors, obviously, you go from from Scott to to, to George. Larry Scott, right? Um, again, Scott tried to be innovative. Games in China. Yeah, half your team gets arrested in China. Yeah, I mean, it was it was foolish. It was stupid. And, you know, no offense, but I don't care. I don't I don't care if we're opening up doors in Japan when I can't watch the games at the team hotel right. in Las Vegas. Um, so, yeah. So, again, but do I have so do I have do I I don't have faith in them. I, I also don't have like an over ending sense of doom because this is a different group. Um, that being said. If you don't think Oregon and Washington and Arizona and probably Colorado don't have their eyes on greener pastures in case, you're foolish. Um, you know, I know a lot of people have twisted words out there. 
Arizona would love to stay in the Pac-12 if it's economically viable no and, and they could have a seat of power. But they will they would go to the Big 12 or heck, if the Big 10 somehow decided, "Hey, you know what? We like that they're a research school and, and they they would go they would go in a heartbeat." Um right. but yes, the Pac-12 so you know, I say they've never had formal meetings with the Big 12, but if you think they haven't been on the phone with the Big 12, you're foolish. Right. I see. They I'm probably the, have been on the phone with the ACC. They've probably been on the phone with the Mountain West just in case. You know, you'd be foolish not to have conversations with anyone who calls. That being said, yes, I think the, the most likely destination for Arizona is staying in the Pac-12. Second most likely destination is the Big 12. See, you hit the, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. Everybody would like to stay in the conference if the money and the TV deal is right. But I think with so many U of A fans being so scarred about the Pac-12 experience, especially with Larry Scott, having presidents in here, not our guy Bobby Robbins, he likes sports, but having presidents who don't really care about sports, the reason that Arizona fan is so – uneasy about all of this is because we've seen things like this backfire before so when the pac-12 commissioner says don't worry i got this you got to understand that arizona fans are rightfully going to be a little nervous about that you also have to see yeah where arizona fans are coming from arizona fans are coming from not being able to play new year's day games because tom hansen didn't want to compete with the rose bowl right uh, arizona fans are again one of the most loyal fan bases on the west coast and if you don't if you wanted to keep your direct tv you couldn't watch games Right. Um, you've seen Refgate. You've seen UCLA and USC bully the Pac-12 for four decades. Right. Um, you've been on the short end of the stick several times, scheduling things like that. So I get it. Um, you know, and 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 frankly, without USC and UCLA, you're you're not clamoring for those Washington State and uh, Oregon State and, and frankly Utah basketball games. Whereas right now. That road trip to Oklahoma State, it's cool, it's shiny, it's new. You know, in five years, you might be like, TCU again? Uh, but right now, it's cool, it's new, it's fresh. It's but different. I'm not traveling, you're not traveling. The 99% of these people aren't traveling. Who cares about that? No, but, you know, again, the same way we think of Washington State basketball, we may think of TCU basketball and Jamie Dixon leads. But right now, it's cool and new and different um, because we haven't seen a lot of these matchups. Do you but think yeah. – the best option would be a financially viable Pac-12. You add a school or two, and you, and you go with it. I just don't know if that's going to be feasible. Do you think the average? Do you? Th I don't see. I think a lot of times with this argument, and we've had when I've had Altimore on. I think a lot of times people are talking past each other. And what I mean by this is, yes, there is no doubt that the Pac-12 has better academic institutions. It's not even close between the Pac-12 and the Big 12. But the majority of Arizona athletics fans i.e. Arizona athletics fans are more interested in what is best for Arizona athletics. And when you have a Pac-12 conference that doesn't have UCLA and USC playing basketball, it starts to look very, very quickly like the Mountain West or the WAC. That's not what Arizona fans want to see. I, I And this is an honest question because I don't know, but do people pay attention to your athletic conference for academics? Do you and, think, and you graduated from the U. Let me ask you this. Yeah. You graduated from the U of A. I graduated from the U of A. I we did. both backed the A. Um, do you think if Arizona were to go to the Big 12, does a Arizona degree, is an Arizona degree that greatly diminished by being in the Big 12? I've never, I've never had anyone go, 
You know, we're looking for Stanford grads, but you guys beat them in the 98 uh, uh, football season. Right. You're, you're I, don't, good. I don't get it, man. No, I don't. I don't either. And again, I, you've already no, – no offense. You've already watered it down with Utah. Um, Colorado is a very good – Utah is, I believe, 11th in academics in the Pac-12. Right. I think only Oregon State's worse, and Washington State's right there, but they have a very good vet in school. Um, if you bring in San Diego State, that diminishes your academics. They're not a research school. I don't know SMU. Uh, Boise State's not a great school. Um, there really are – UNLV is actually probably the best school academically they're looking at which is funny because people make fun of UNLV, but they have one of the finest hotel schools in the nation. They have one of the finest entrepreneur schools in the nation, uh, things like that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't see, you're telling me if you can make $20 million more on your contract in, in the big 12, they're worried about the academics. I, I just Man. don't see it. And we got to be honest here. We are a basketball town. I know that football pays the uh, bills. I get all of that. But if the, if the big 12 were to add UConn, Along with which, uh, along with already what they have, you got Kansas, which is obviously one of the three or four best uh, uh, programs in the entire country. I can keep going on and on down the list. That becomes the best basketball conference in the country, Brad. You do see what you you is it you and Mark your Mark, your Mark. trying to do? He's he wants to, to get make, the best basketball conference. I get it because I think he sees that as these networks are clamoring for live broadcasts that suddenly basketball becomes more important. Mm -hmm. That's – and I because I, I keep seeing the detractors. People – doesn't he realize football pays – yes, he realizes football pays the bills. But I think he's banking on basketball also paying some bills. It's not – I mean, obviously, the NCAA tournament makes a ton of money. But these streaming services need live to get the eyeballs on it. Right. The networks need live. Again, I've mentioned this before. There is a reason people keep – investing in wrestling right now um if you and don't it's not know, just because brad alice likes wrestling if you don't know uh uh time warner just added two more hours of pro wrestling on uh, i think it's time warner tbs um they added two more on saturday nights so that's five hours of wrestling wwe is at five hours of their programming plus they have like a minor league show which is on tuesday night on usa why because it's live programming that that people want um advertisers want because there is a you know we can all watch the mandalorian whenever we want do we want to avoid spoilers sure but people like live tweeting about live events uh, or whatever it's going to be next week because and let's talk about sm let's talk about smu right sure. here i keep hearing that smu is this sleeping giant right here i don't see it um but first Speaking of sleeping, speaking of giants, the intellectual giant that is Brad Alice sometimes has a hard time sleeping. That's where OGs comes into play right there. This was a heck of a segue right there, Brad. Flavoring life is what OGs is all about, and they make it so easy with their wide range of flavors and functions. No matter what you need, OGs has it, a gum and a gummy for it. Check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at OGs Brands. You can find their products at your local dispensaries. Must be 21 years or older to, uh, to enjoy the purchase. SMU. I keep hearing people say there's a lot of money there. This is a sleeping giant. I don't buy it. If SMU can't be good in a mid-conference or at least notable, what makes you believe that if they were to go to the Pac-12, they would be good? I will say this. Um, I think if the Pac-12 can get their media deal and get a legit big boy media deal, 
that SMU like San, Kevin Woodman right there. That SMU, San Diego State, or UNLV could benefit from major because I think that's part of the problem with SMU. SMU used to be a big boy, and then they weren't. And but wasn't that more of a flash in the pan? They've never really been good at basketball. I know they had the no, ponies. no, but they were they they were when they were in the old Southwest Conference, they were a big deal in football. Um, but the point being, now that you're let's let's use a great example. If ASU goes to the Mountain West, no one's going to care about ASU in, in in Phoenix anymore. They're already fighting for eyeballs, right? Right. At SMU, you're not only battling with the Stars, the Mavericks, the Rangers, the Cowboys, but you're fighting with Texas, Texas A&M, Texas Tech. Right. TCU's in town. North Texas is in town. But TCU benefited from joining the Big 12. They did. Right. Um, Obviously, they had carved out a niche uh, and started winning football games before. But they solidified. SMU used to be a bigger deal than TCU even when both were in the Southwest conference. Um, so if you get them in a major conference, it's going to help how much I don't know. Cause at the end of the day, I don't know how much Dallas cares about SMU, but my guess is if suddenly Arizona basketball has come to town and Oregon football and Washington football and Colorado with Dion, people might care a lot more. And there right. is some money there um, because it is the best school in that area. Um, I'll give and again, the Brad Ellis drinking game. You know, you know who are graduates of SMU? Who? Everyone affiliated with the Kansas City Chiefs ownership, the Hunt family. Mm-hmm. Um, the son played soccer there. The, I think the daughter played soccer there. Uh, Lamar Hunt, who's the, the the you know the deceased owner, I believe he went there. He tried to get football in Dallas, and the NFL told him no, so he created the AFL. Um, the current owner, Clark Hunt, went there. So there's oil money. Then that's oil money. Uh, the Hunt family's oil money. Oil money, there is some oil money at SMU. Is it enough? Um, you know, we saw them hire Larry Brown, and they were a big deal in basketball for about an hour and a half. Um, right. you know, I just never, some- I guess in my lifetime, or... And again, I'm older than you. I remember Dick, I remember the Pony Express. I remember... Right. Um, yeah, I remember when SMU came here after Dickerson left and Arizona beat him and it was a big deal. Do I think they're getting to those heights again? No. But do I think if you put them in a major conference, it's going to help? Yes. I think if you put San Diego State in a major conference, especially with the void now of USC and UCLA, it's going to help San Diego State, which has already bolstered their athletic program over the last 20 years. Do I think UNLV could get a shot in the arm? Again, being in the in the and I don't even know if UNLV is being considered, but in the Pac-12 instead of the Mountain West, yes, I do. Um, UNLV intrigues me more honestly than SMU, to be honest, because I, I've always believed, and maybe I'm just stupid, probably am, but I do believe that uh, UNLV, I've always felt that UNLV, if you got the right coach in there, I'm not saying you're going to go back to the Tark days, but you know UNLV should have hired Brad. There is a no-brainer hire that they should have hired, and he would have them in the Final Four within two years. Patino? Yes, Rick yeah, Pitino. They burned that bridge originally when they got their wife's name wrong. That's um, true. That's a good back point. in the back. In the, no, you get the right guy there, and you went. Yeah, it's and what you have now is you have this whole middle class there that probably wasn't there thirty years ago, that is going to much more enjoy going to a college basketball game than you know, which is just off the strip. I get it. Then onto the strip to watch, you know, 
the Knights or the Raiders or um, so. Yeah, I think they could. But again, I don't even know if they're under consideration. But right. San Diego State will absolutely benefit being in a major conference. And again, if I'm San Diego State, I'd be having conversations with the Pac-12 and the Big 12 if the Big 12 wants me. Um, right. Again, if I'm SMU, I'm clamoring to get into a big conference. Um, obviously, they'd be better off in the Big 12, but that's not going to happen because TCU doesn't want the competition. But yeah, right. so I don't think as I think of the people on the table from a and again, they're really not the Dallas market, but the Dallas market from academics, SMU looks better to me than Boise does, than Fresno does, but um, they're not a no-brainer either. All right, but one thing that is a no-brainer is Four Peaks, the official brew of PHNX Sports. You should check it out. Uh, again, Four Peaks, uh, here's the deal. Check out Four Peaks Brewer, Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. Four Peaks is absolutely fantastic. Again, the official brew of PHNX Sports. T-Burn, uh, I think it's a good point. I think it's a good comparison right there. I think it'd probably be kind of a Washington State, uh, Oregon State type uh, situation right there. All right. We are up. We're going to sign off right here. Appreciate all the comments. I did not steal Dylan Anderson's bike. This is a uh, this is a terrible lie that is being spread. But Brad, where can they find you? And can they hear from you this week? Yeah, I should have a few things up this week. I have recorded a few things. Got to edit them. Uh, best place to find me while Twitter is still around uh, is WSR Brad. I did create a Threads account. Haven't used it yet. I'm also on Facebook. Um, plus you can find me here most Tuesdays, although today I get it Monday. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I'll be around. All right. For Brad Alice, I am Mike Luke. Appreciate all of the comments. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Jacob Franklin, welcome back to Arizona from Nebraska. Always good to have Jacob back. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.